You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Got some great pods to review this week. Joined as always by my co-host, Garrett. How you doing, bud? How we doing out there? Summer is amongst mm. us. <laughs> Thanks, as always, for joining in and listening. We appreciate you guys. Uh, please feel free to rate us five stars and say something nice about Garrett's haircut. Yep. Not that you can see it, but it looks great. Nice. We have Quentin Tarantino Le- on. Legend. Absolute legend. What a... An amazing guest to have on, right. followed by Jesse Griffiths, and then finishing up the week with Tim Dillon, the national treasure that he is. Um, Quentin, I mean, where do you even start? Like, he's been in our lives since what 1995, right. making just the best movies. Everybody looks forward to every single one that comes out. I, it's crazy that Reservoir Dogs is the first one. That movie is so iconic. Like, that was just one of my favorite movies looking back on it that song yeah every time that song comes on stuck in the middle that's like what reminds every single person about that song is that movie mm-hmm. so true right and even the dun dun right like just the whole soundtrack i mean it it was just a complete movie like the soundtrack was dope all the dialogue was dope the violence was dope. The cinematography. Right. I mean, it was like nothing we'd ever seen. And then the lead right end the next one, Pulp Fiction, bang, bang, like just bang, bang. And the, t- the way they talked about how he brought back, like, uh, what's his name? The Grease guy. Oh, yeah. that uh, John Travolta. John Travolta brought, like, completely resurrected his career with that movie, like, in doubt of being to say that wasn't even his first I think he said Mickey Rourke was his first choice on that character, but it wasn't didn't come through for some reason. And funny how things just un- unfold. Yeah, and I mean, how perfect an idea, really. I mean, if someone's kind of dropping off the radar a little bit, like he was, right. but to be fair, had been around acting for, what, 15 years right. in fairly big movies before that. Yep. Um, I mean, you're getting a kind of seasoned, talented actor, probably at a discount. Right. Same as with like... And everyone knew who he was. Right. I mean, it's not like he's not incredibly famous right. by then. Quentin's always used big names, but he's also done that with a handful of stars too, like Kurt Russell. Just like that was the one that popped out to me, but there's been a handful of guys that he's done that same kind of resurrecting their career by just like shooting some like maybe at the time B-list, C-list star and then making them A-list all of a sudden, you know? For sure. Yeah, for sure. The way he talked about his interactions with, like, pretty much everybody in Hollywood was so interesting, too, and how he just talked about being at the top of his game the whole time. Like, he definitely is an artist, for sure. Like, the way he foresees everything and lets the story, like, write itself and the way he was talking about how he lets characters develop and just the difference. He's like, I let the characters write themselves, and I'm just like, that's pretty friggin' cool process as a writer, you know? Wasn't he saying that he kind of, he like once the characters have been given to the actors, 
it's almost like when the the actors are developing the character he just kind of steps back from that right like at least that part of it right i wonder how many other directors do things like that i don't know i'm sure a lot of them have their own thoughts on how they want each character to be played but yeah seems to be pretty trusting i mean he casts a lot of amazing actors too you know Mm. yeah 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 got thirty thousand dollars for writing true romance now that's a dope movie too that movie was so great dude wasn't brad pitt in that I was about to... isn't he like the stoner surfer dude yep 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 sitting on the couch yeah right yeah that was great that movie is dark so he wrote that i guess he didn't make it but then used that money to kind of get um you know the ball rolling for his other ones and I, and then what after was he saying after reservoir dogs that was it Man, he was big like after even his first movie pretty much he said like right out the gate i mean even with true, true romance he had a home run and then it was like just one after the next I, what was your feel of him like overall i felt like he was fairly down to earth like he just seemed like that's what i would think quentin tarantino was except probably a little bit cooler like he was just sounded like i mean his whole life has been hollywood he grew up in los angeles too so <clears throat> he's been around it for so long and he's been like he said he's been playing at such a high level for so long it's like i'm sure nothing really surprises him at this point so mm-hmm. he's kind of just i think it gets to a point when you get a little bit older too like patience is such a virtue especially probably in that business like you kind of just let things come especially whenever they kind of come organically in that kind of field i think yeah especially when you're at that i mean and just the fact that he's always had that kind of like fuck you gene too right it keeps popping up at the moment but like it's something i keep thinking about with people sure. like from the beginning he's like that's how it's gonna be and it's gonna go that way and you learn to appreciate that like it might not it might rub some people the wrong way out the gate but like the people that the fuck you gene is so important for successful people because if everybody like bought into how everybody else felt, there'd be no successful people, right? You got to have some fuck you. Yeah, I mean, what what would his movies have been like if he had listened to critics that said they were too gory or they pushed it too far? I mean, they would just slowly just get so watered down, right. it wouldn't even be worth watching. And it, he'd end up making Disney movies. It's his vision at the end of the day. It's not like clearing shit through other people. That's his vision. So, like, let it go. Hmm. You know. Like, Dust Till Dawn. Like, you think about all these movies, I was thinking about that character, too. Oh, so good. (laughs) So good. That movie is so fucking good. I need to watch that one again. I'm just thinking about Clooney and the neck tat. Selma Hayek. Oh, my life. The the neck tat game is for real. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so weird, that movie. I remember watching it, like, not knowing anything about it. And it, like, does start off this, like, gangster kidnapping and then it's pretty serious and quite dark and then it just turns into this like completely bananas vampire movie that's actually pretty dope and hilarious right there's that one's really good you gotta think like if there's like certain scenes that stand out in the and like the timeline of our lives like the vast majority of them are gonna be like tarantino scenes yeah like really i mean dude some of the scenes in pulp fiction are just priceless yeah did you get the did you get the watch did you get the watch (laughs) where's zed zed's dead baby zed's dead baby let's go get the chopper get the chopper yeah that's uh those like you can just pictures like even the 
guy with the ball gag. Like, you can pick, like, all these, like, little scenes and tidbits that are just, like, can pop out in your head, you know? Bruce Willis was perfect in that movie, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was just him at his, like, most badass Bruce Willis. Right. I mean, it was, like, the role was perfect, like, absolutely written for him. For sure. He probably didn't even need to act. He's like, this is exactly how I am I like, all the time. I feel like a lot of the roles from Bruce Willis have been written that way, but, yeah. Think, mm. think about a whole lot of the acting that's been going on, but he's a cool dude. Yeah, he's basically the same dude every time, for sure. He's slowly getting bolder and bolder. All right. I was almost a little nervous with it because of the uh, commentary Joe had on that Bruce Lee scene. I was about to say, in ask you about that. The Hollywood movie. And, I mean, in a big way, Rogan was like the most outspoken that I knew of right. when it came to, like, kind of, you knew he was going to, Quentin was going to take that critically. Right. Like, let's be fair. And uh, it was interesting when they got into it. I mean, it, it seemed like. I don't know. Quentin stood behind it. Obviously, he didn't like just say no. You're right. I mean, he. he but it was awkward. It was kind of like a I, bit of an awkward I, conversation. I really like the way he approached it, though, and saying that he's like the only people that could really have any offense to that are his family. Other people, mm. like the way he put that, I was like, huh. Yeah, other people can fuck yeah. off. <laughs> like you for sure, and, and you, Joe. And he just, he basically, just said that straight up, and he's like, yeah, yeah. I guess that's one angle. Can't really fight that. Like, mm-hmm. like, what are you gonna say? He's like, why would I be? Pa- yeah. Why would I be so passionate about if his family's not? You know. Yeah, that's reasonable. I mean, <coughs> it's, it's kind of heartbreaking to hear that he's only making ten movies. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, obviously, look, it's his life. Do what you want. You're a legend. But to think that there's a time where he's still around, still able of making movies. I mean, what Joe was saying made sense it's like dude your movies are getting better right you know they really are and it's probably just a lot of pressure because he really hasn't had like a complete flop of a movie and so many of them are quite different in their own way even though you know all graphically violent and pretty dark but yeah maybe it's just a lot of pressure and he's like, you know what? I got one more, and then it's the beach for me. Uh, potentially, I just feel like he, the way he said, he's like, he looks at it as being an artist, and he's like, maybe this will just be the mic drop that I want. Like, I want you guys wanting more, but at the same time, I want to leave on a good one. Mm. This is the thing about making movies. Who knows? Maybe he just comes out with one when he's friggin' sixty-five, and he's like, "Ha ha, made another one." What are they gonna do? Yeah, I can't do anything. Here we go. Let's just be like, right. I wanted to do this. This is what I've been thinking about, and yada yada yada. And then it's a total flop, and we're like, "Ah, oh, I should have retired." Right? Went too long. <laughs> too long, there, chief. It's yeah. I mean, the last thing I want to see is like. Uh, the equivalent of an old fighter. Right. I think they even gave that analogy. Right. You know, it's like Chuck Liddell out there getting knocked out. It's like, nah. Don't but you it. could still watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood right now, and it'd be a, it'd be a good movie. You know, that's his- you know what I want to go back and watch is the that Kurt Russell one, the car one. I completely forgot like what went on in that movie. Pretty much. I still don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, I've seen... I'm going to go back and watch that, and then I think I'm going to squeeze in Dust or Dawn this week. There you go. I just feel like I want to. How's the weather there in Bo- like... Bozy? Dude, the weather is hot. It has been hot here. Really freaking hot. Really? Like, around 100. 
Wow. Super dry out in Bozeman. That, you know that- and coming up to fourth of july I was like oh there's gonna be some major fires but it dumped rain on the uh, early on the fourth of july so that kind of saved us nice did you have a lot of fireworks out there uh that- i know la and venice and santa monica don't really have that uh there was a few there was some right out there on the pier like i like people were banging them off like just after midnight kind of being idiots but it, for the most part it seemed to be pretty low-key they had the fireworks deal over at the uh, marina i was pretty smoked from just working a bunch oh nice so i i just laid low <clears throat> but uh yeah they had a big firework thing that's kind of been rejuvenated since covid so that was slam packed over there in the marina and everything seems to be getting back to normal here it's pretty good, man. Yeah. It's like maybe the whole country is like pretty much back then. They've cleaned up most of the tents by uh, golds now. I don't think you knew how to the extent how bad it was getting, but it was pretty ruthless over there. Now it's like, I don't know how they're getting them cleaned up, but it's like starting to look nice over there. Bulldozer. That's actually I saw some shit on Instagram where they were straight up bulldozing the little camps out of there and just trashing it all. Yeah. That would be one way of putting it. I did see a bulldozer, but a lot of it did look like trash, too. Yeah. So, I don't know where you draw the line. They need to clean that up. Bro. It's going to be interesting to see how they do, man. Right. I don't know. I don't know. It seems... Look, let's jump on to uh, Jesse Griffiths. Another one of Steve Ranella's friends. And, like, how many dope-ass friends right. does Steve Ranella have? How many dope... Seriously. How many dope-ass people does Texas have in it? Uh yeah oh he yeah that's right he's from Texas great beard right. solid beard says he strong beard game says he won't hunt outside of Texas because he's born and raised mm, he needs to calm down with that go go hunting wherever man <laughs> I mean jeez I mean yeah Texas is dope I love that pride but it doesn't mean that you can't leave the state right. he's already buying pota- organic potatoes from from Denver isn't it interesting how there's like tippy toe around certain ways to like save the hog or like kill the hogs there's like certain things you got to tippy toe around with language how do you mean just the way he was like discussing it it seems like he had to be very political on how he deciphered through how you humanely kill a, a hog and like these different things as far as like the helicopter one and leaving them and then I think he was talking about how some whenever he would like put them in garbage bags and different things like that. I don't know if that was necessarily a hum, like comparing to humane situation. No, yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, there there just is a bit of a stigma with that helicoptering, gunning down, and leaving them in the field type thing. I mean, you know, I do some hunting, and that's yeah. <sighs> Yeah, look, there's a, they're a problem, right? And if you're a farmer and they're destroying all your lands, right. I mean, how else do you get rid of them? But I, I get it. I see what people mean when you're just flying around, ripping them out of the sky like that. It's like, I understand why people would be upset. I didn't realize they but, rooted down like two feet into people's like friggin' farms. You know that? Did what? They like root down with their snouts like two feet down and there was like talking about how they become feral pigs too you know huh like they grow that oh it's crazy that that you can just release a regular pink 
looking fat pig and then it all of a sudden sure. gets those little tusks and gets hairy and just changes completely it's like, a it's like what gremlin over the night Wait, like an, yeah yeah feed it after midnight and it's just it's, <laughs> i mean it's wild like imagine if your dog ran away and you found it in like three months and it has giant spikes on its back it's got two horns and you know it just yeah it just changes completely <laughs> three spikes oh yeah all right yeah jesus yeah i don't know, I don't know. I, it was interesting how he was talking about how the the foods that the animals eat how rich they are like i think in, well jesse said he hadn't eaten any bear have you had any bear joe was saying like the best be- i know i've never eaten bear the best meat was no, that like blackberry bear or whatever Kind of, oh, blueberry. Blue, yeah, blue, blueberry blue, bear. Blueberry bear, that's right. That sounds kind of good. I don't know why. I've never... It's like the cutest sounding thing you've ever heard. The blueberry bear. Of the, like, of oh, the blueberry, sweet. blueberry bear pancakes. Are they, which type of bear are they? Is that a brown bear? Uh, or a black bear? Good. Which ones eat blueberries? I'm assuming black sounds more blueberry do they pick each blueberry and eat it with a giant pole hands, or are they just like eating the whole bush? Clawing it. I, that seems like too like docile, precise of a of a thing. Just delicately pulling each one right, <laughs> just <laughs> with their tongue, just real slow, <laughs> one at a time. Then it just fucking hammers down the human right next to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be down to eat some blueberry bag. Yeah, for sure. See what it's all. That sounds delicious. See what it's all about. <clears throat> There, I I heard that the meat go, goes kind of blue. I don't know if that's true, but right, yeah, it kind of changes color. It's crazy. He was talking about some of the like ways that they keep it for longer. Like some of the main thought processes, how you keep it clean. Some people would put like bleach in it. I'm just saying, what a weird thought process to think that bleach would keep it clean. Meanwhile, you're gonna, hmm. meanwhile you're going to be swallowing bleach. I mean, I mean, he was saying it was incredibly small doses, but like you still think about just the mindset to think bleach will keep it clean, but I'll eat it after it was in the bleach. Yeah, I mean, you could make a very diluted solution of bleach, yeah. and then it's mostly water, right? That just could sterilize. And if the alternative is bacteria gets in there, you get real sick. Or maybe it kills those parasites that whatever could be in there. I mean, it, you might not have a choice. It right. might be too difficult to to kind of prepare that type of meat. I don't know. Well, I guess you, I'd rather have bleach-free blueberry bear, I guess you're please. pro-bleach, bud. Sounds like you're pro-bleach. <laughs> I'm just making a case for it, dude. It's not always what people think, you know. They hear bleach and they're like, yeah, they dunk the bear in bleach. I'm like, it's probably not bleach happening. Bear bleach bear whatever you like bleach bear uh it was it was cool that he was saying that he thinks chefs are more like craftsmen like almost like plumbers right. rather than artists right and i guess there's just different schools of thought like how you're preparing it right you know you can get like real fancy making the fo- uh, making foams like he was saying yeah exactly yeah you know do you know our buddy dalton's brother uh you know derek uh i may have you met I, derek I think, right? I think, the chef i think i've met him yeah, he does like very fancy foods. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's how he cooks. Nice. If you look at his Instagram, he has quite a big following. I think he won he won Iron Chef or something. Nice. He was on one of those big shows. Oh yeah. And and he's more like artist style right. cooking. You know? It's like little dishes like 
you're not going to go out and have a hell of a workout and end the night eating one of those meals. You need like seven of them. Yeah, those are like the bite meals. Whereas this guy is, yeah, this guy's making, you know, real food. Right. I mean, calorie dense. For sure. Real, yeah. real steaks. Real steaks. All of it. I would love to go eat at one of his restaurants. They sound fantastic. Absolutely. And just his whole passion, like from start to finish, like takes people out hunting, pr- pr- like, you know, cuts the animal up, gets it all ready. And then it like even goes through the process of like butchering it all ready to cook. Right. I mean, just from start to finish to understand that whole process would be pretty dope. We definitely got to check out his restaurant when we make it out to Austin. The whole like open concept for restaurants is super dope. I really enjoy that kind of feel in any restaurant. You know what I mean? That you're kind of like a, a member of it. Like he, is he in Austin? Uh, I believe that's where he is. I can't. It's, I can't remember the name of it. It's like Dip. A, I can't remember the name of his restaurant. I, I don't want to butcher it, but um, I believe it is in Austin. Yeah. And he was talking about the design and the setup about how it's all just like the walk-in and the office are the only two places that are like kind of pulled away from the major thing that's going on. Otherwise, the whole kitchen's exposed, like everything's exposed. And I kind of dig that, like in restaurants, you know, modern feel. Yeah, it's called Daydo, D-A-I-Do, Daydo, and it is in Austin. Yeah, right. there we go. Oh yeah, that that'd be dinner. Check that out. That'd be. We'll go there. I'll add it to my places that I want to go on my Google Maps. Barbecue spot, too, that Joe's always talking about. Terry Black's. We, do, we just go there and spend the whole time eating. We don't do anything useful. I'm cool with that. Barely even make it to a club. Yeah, right. Not bad. <laughs> so he was saying don't ice the kills out there. Like, he doesn't like to do it because it kind of waters them down. Right. And then the meat kind of absorbs all the water and then that's like a, a place for bacteria to grow that does make a lot of sense like you got to get them cold but what he was saying about wrapping them in bags and then putting it in the cold i mean that is a much smarter move and it sounded like the way he was saying it is like oh this is just how i do it right. i'm like surely more people do that right. keeping it separate from the water makes the most sense and you get it the most cold probably right I would imagine. Well, there's probably the same amount of cold. But, yeah, it's not going to get soggy. It's not going to get all soggy. A little bit of a fanboying out on fish and chips. I like that. Shout out to my English peeps. What's up? Fish and chips wins out again on one dish that doesn't taste like shit. That made me want fish and chips the way he was talking about it, too. Yeah, right? Seriously. That's an art in itself, for sure. Cooking up some good fish. He said, too, even... Said if he had to pick one hunting or fishing, he'd choose he'd choose fishing over hunting. But he also said, "Yeah, that's it. I know a lot of people here that the same way. I think it's a different pursuit though, because so much of the time it's not. It's almost not even like about catching the fish. It's almost like meditative. Right? Holy sh- shit! The rain is coming down. We are having a major storm. <laughs> All of a sudden, you guys hear that? Damn! I'm gonna have to edit that out. It's- Sorry about that. If it's too loud, it's seven, or if I drown mid podcast, it's seventy three for the rest of the week here every day. Very nice. Been a hot seventy three. <laughs> oh, hot. <laughs> so it's fucking ninety degrees here, and the rain is like it's a horrendous storm outside. That's interesting. This place is a harsh environment. I'm telling you. Really. 
Yeah, you got to be tough to live live up in Montana all the time. Get you. When? Oh, I don't know how these people did it before. <laughs> like really good heaters and <laughs> just like actual houses. Like the early settlers must have must have been tough. Just sucking it up. I guess so. I really like these trees. We're gonna ride this winter out. <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna burn them all down. Gonna stay warm. <laughs> what are the What are the benefits of Bozeman? You'd say. Other than like the other, well, the skiing is dope if you're into that. The hiking, the the Yellowstone, just the scenery, just the views. I mean, Bozeman, the whole place is surrounded by mountains. What's the deal with in every direction? What's the deal with hunting there? Can you just cruise out and hunt like it's thing? It's, it's, it's... yeah. I mean, you got to get you got to get a tag, but they're pretty easy to come by. Um, you know, g- getting on the right land is not always easy, but if you know people. Then you can get on land. Right. A buddy of mine here that I went out on the Yellowstone River with this weekend or last weekend, he has some land and he's like, there's always deer on there. You know, if you get a, a doe tag, you can head out. and Ac- uh, Access? What? Uh, access deer? Yeah, it's out there. No, no. It's just... White tail. The deer. Deer. Yeah. I, I'm not, dude, to be honest, I don't even I'm know. I'm trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about. I should know. Co- yeah. Like, <laughs> we, we've heard these words, but... I'm cool. It's embarrassing. I've got a lot to learn Some with deers. it. But I'm shooting my I'm shooting my bow every day, so... Nice. At least if I get on the damn thing, there's a good chance I'm going to be able to take it out. There you go. What's the... Is, is Texas, like, one of its own little states? I'm asking you, but I don't know. As far as, like, hunting goes, it sounds like it's almost like a free-for-all. Is that one of... Is that place? And it's like that in Florida. You can shoot probably gators, right? But... You can actually hunt uh, alligator. My old roommate's stepfather got a got an alligator in, in Florida. Like, Has it taxidermied in his basement. It looks terrifying. Like, do you need a tag for that? It's just like, this gator was on my property. Oh, hell Yeah. Uh, yeah, you you pay a lot of money to get on a, a gator. What happens if a gator just pops onto your property? Like I'm popping this gator because it's about to cruise into my house. Yeah, I don't really know. I think there's some protection with it. I mean, you can't just be shooting them left and right. Yikes. Well, I don't know. I just sounds like Texas, as far as like hunting goes, it has a much more like free for all mentality as far as. Well, there there is a lot of hunting there, and they're very pro hunting. But I, I think it's a lot of private land is what they were saying. Gotcha. Um, and, you know, so really it means you got to know people down there. Whereas a lot of other states has a lot more public land, right. which is, you know, in private land in a lot of ways is the best to hunt on because less hunters on there. Right. But again, you got to have an invitation. They're not just letting anybody on their land. Right. Um, public land yeah you can get more spots but there could be more people out there even jesse spooking jesse was talking about that as far as like people yeah you can approach them and say that you have any of these hogs that are being like intrusive would you like me to come kill them for you more or less i'm pretty sure generally with that i'm sure you don't need a tag in texas to get hogs you can probably kill as many of those you want and i'm sure people with private land are more than happy to have you on there um getting rid of their hog problem right. if it's causing them a lot of you know damage and therefore money to to their farming or, or their land right. yeah take them out i mean it's all the pork you can eat man all the, assuming it's good right. did they say it was good i don't remember he said that was pretty good I, I believe so like he's always talking about 
his pigs. I take some bacon. Yeah, not mad at it. I'll take some bacon, bro. Yeah, not mad at all. Yeah, I don't know, but it 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 just was really cool. Like overall, hearing his passion, like where he gets all those ingredients from, you know, his love for the meats that come in, right. and just kind of like the. I don't know his attitude towards being there and cooking, even hiring those people that he was like, look, you don't need the best resume. I'd rather just somebody be excited about cooking. Right. Like it just seems like that's such a great opportunity for places, for people to a great approach for sure. For people to learn and develop it. Oh, how? Yeah. Develop a passion for it themselves, you know? Yeah, definitely. Oh, and then, oh, damn it. What was the name of that? fishing they talked about for catfish uh it was something weird please shit i totally forgot but you like you stick your hand in the hole right right and the catfish just bites you. yeah yeah i've seen that stuff i don't know how i feel about it would you do that uh probably why not would you do that on five white claws uh three three in a truly (laughs) three in a truly i'm 100 percent in right I don't know. Let's jump over to Tim Dillon fi- finish up this bad boy. Tim, as always, an absolute pleasure. He, um, he's crushing it. Dude, Let's be dude, fair. Dude, it seems like his podcasts every time go by the quickest for me. Like I look down and they're already over every time. I think mm, probably because of all the nonsense pro- that he's probably a lot, but at the same time, he is so witty and funny. He's. He seems fairly, like, really, really intelligent, too. Like, he always seems smarter than the last time that I heard him talk. I don't know. Yeah, he's get he gets better, for sure. I think he, I think he, um, he didn't go on as many crazy rants this time around, right. but dipped into his conspiracy stuff. He's, like, he's very political, though, if you, if you really pay attention to him. Like, he can't help it. Like, he is just super into it i thought it was interesting they brought up the wee spa so have you ever been there the one in um koreatown so i used to go over wee spa quite a bit it's a dope spa it's great and yeah they got like a cold plunge in there and like hot tub saunas like it's just one of those the one that got ridiculed yeah 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 because they had the oh uh, but that was was kind of a reasonable ridicule because they had the one guy in the bathroom with the kids is that right that's it, and now it's created a lot of controversy. Dude, so it's that's a no brainer. It's interesting. That's a no brainer. Sorry for me. That's like a that's an automatic no brainer. If you have a dick, you got to get out of that room. With kids in with there. With kids in there, or without kids, there's separate bathrooms. Sorry, but well, especially if the women don't feel safe. Right. Why would why, I mean, why that's why, part of why it. would they? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get that people are upset. The thing about yeah, it is, I get it. Thing about it is, it's not the reverse situation ever. You notice that? It's never some girl. Yeah, there's no women. It's not, it's not the other way just around. Naked, flashing themselves in the dudes. <laughs> it's not the other way around. Zero percent of the time. So if you want to show me like correlating numbers, where it's like, all right, this is going on on this side, and then this is going on on this side. All right, we'll we'll have a conversation. But the fact that the- maybe that should be the rule. Yeah. You got to be one for one. <laughs> it's zero for a thousand. Like none have been on the other side of it. So it's like get the fuck out of here with that talk. Like it's not it's mm. not reasonable. It's like sorry. It's it's a tough one to sell me on. I don't know because it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about it. Think about it as a dad or a husband. Like 
you're chilling in in the that area then you go to the communal area which is i think the third floor where the sexes can interact and you got to wear clothes obviously when you're in there right. but they have different they have different kinds of saunas up there like a clay one and uh yeah, you were, um, i think there's like an ice room too there's a bunch up there but anyway you know your kids come up and they're like telling you the story like your young girls i mean how are you supposed to react uh, are you supposed to be like look guys we've got to be open-minded nope. and blah 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 i mean nope. if they're freaked out you're gonna be upset i mean as they should be that's not that's not acceptable in my opinion sorry i'm not like super conservative but that just doesn't seem right like i said it's not and it's so interesting it's not like there's and this is no disrespect to women either but it's not like there's a whole group of women that are trying to join men's sports and trying to dominate men's sports there's not a whole lot of women that are trying to walk around men's bathrooms. There's not a whole lot of women that are trying to do these things that all these men are trying to do on the other side. So it's like, what are we doing? Mm. How is that not the conversation at all? Because that seems to be the circumstance. Like, we're not hearing it on the other side. We're hearing it strictly on the one side. So <laughs> until you show... Uh, yeah, I think that's the more interesting point is to, that if it was happening both ways, you show me f- then you're like, okay, it's something we need to figure right. out. But, but the, when it's just pretty one-sided... I mean, I don't want to say 100%, but nearly 100% from all the speculation and like rhetoric I've heard on the subject seems to be pretty one-sided. Hmm. And the way they were like talking about how people identify as like a Korean guy or something like that, like, like the it's just like this. We have gone overboard here to the point where it's like, where where do you draw the line? And I think that's the whole point. There is no line. Like that doesn't necessarily have to be the situation. You can do whatever you want. But when you try like stigmatize other people and like, <sighs> I don't know. It's just a tough pill to swallow. Like it's like how it's just a weird time because some solution has to be created and it's like, how do we find this out? And it's just driving us apart. Like the conversation is not getting clearer Not at all. It's almost just getting aggressive and violent. Now they've been protesting outside the Wii spa and some people were attacked (sighs) and it's like, hold on. It just went from this to something far worse. It's never the people. I'm like, it's never the people that are actually involved. It's some other people that just want to get some aggression out of their own life and then put all their energy on somebody else's like somebody that wants to hit somebody with a skateboard yeah more or less i mean Mm. they use your energy to to fuel their energy you know i don't know it seems to be the situation that seems to be a narrative that has played out here of late in a lot of regards yeah i mean it it definitely breeds frustration in people which who knows? I mean, it, then it starts breeding conspiracy theories, and people like Tim Dillon are all in with those. Right. I mean, his nine eleven stuff. It's like, uh, I just—it's exhausting talking about it. I'm like, this was twenty years ago. Yeah, it's interesting. Like the, you know, the missile going into the building or the plane, and was it that? Was it this? And the and that building seven falling down and. I, ca- just I, like, okay. I kind of believe all of it, but at the same time, it hasn't helped me or hurt me to believe it one way or another. So it's like, I hate to sound like... There's definitely some fuckery, but what's annoying is like we never really got any answers. No. It's like they, it just all stayed in the realm of conspiracy. Yeah, It's like you would have thought something would have come out. Like one <sighs> dude that was like, okay, straight up, I worked on dude, this. This is what happened. It's so interesting, and I never really thought about it from the standpoint from the government, but isn't it great to cause... like? controversy and cause stir it up like whether or not it's real or fake it works to your advantage regardless 
like whenever probably it really does so yeah because then if you paint all this like conspiracy on one side and then reality on the other side and you kind of keep everybody in a fog nobody really knows you've kind of done what you wanted to do in the first place oh, and we have examples of them do it with operation paperclip right. where they were like the design teams were put together to debunk ufo right. stuff and make people seem like they were crazy right and even that story that Joe told about the men in black, right. like if he was the government, he'd have some people dress right. up and fuck with some people that too. That would make sense. It's shave like, an, why not? Shave an eyebrow. Do all the things that you would think would be fucking nuts. Like that would make sense. Yeah. Act like a robot and just <laughs> ask weird questions and then disappear. Because then if, I told, if I, mean, I told you that story that some big dude with one eyebrow showed up and was talking to me like a robot and I was like, listen. Said he was from the government. You'd be like, bro, Garrett, what kind of fucking mescaline were you on, bro? Yeah. How high were you? <laughs> right. But no doubt stuff like that happens. There's got to be something to it because there's a lot of accounts of those guys. I used to be fascinated with the story of them when I was younger. Dude. And then, yeah, when that movie came out, I'm like, there was right, another. Want to watch there that? There was another story that was based on that. I did not know that. What the Men in Black yeah. movies? Yeah, they're, they're, oh. this like this idea of what the Men in Black was has been around for a long time. Gotcha. I think it came around in like the seventies, like sixties or seventies or something, and they just like you know tall, odd looking dudes that with real pale skin, and they just all wear black, and they come in and they're like, "Don't talk about this. What did you see? You know, this is all top secret." Or I don't, I don't really know too much about it, but they would just creep people out. Right just show up in these small towns and you know and who knows maybe it was just all myth and legend and but uh yeah there's accounts of it yeah it's, it's pretty interesting though those are kind of fun rabbit holes to go down right. and look at right um it would be it would be more interesting though if there was like better accounts of you it you know what? it's always comes from some hillbilly that looks drunk yeah and you're like we can't believe you bro well sugar sugar water no, <laughs> I mean, remember that. I remember that scene. I'll never forget that scene though when Men in Black starts out, and this is such like a. It kind of falls in line with that same like thought process about infinity and all these other universes. But when those two big aliens are just flicking the Earth around like it's a friggin' pinball. Remember? Th- oh, it's like the whole galaxy. They're playing marbles yeah, with it, like, like it's nothing. I think that would make more sense. <laughs> and all this other shit like if that was the case at least we have like the chaos would be understood like all right there's just some guys kicking around some balls that makes more sense it would put all of our problems in perspective if like one of those guys acts one of those aliens accidentally just knocks us down a drain right. and that's the end of the galaxy Peace like bloop. See, see ya grab another quarter thanks for playing grab another quarter yeah. put it in yeah those movies were, were good the first one definitely right. was excellent I didn't see the new one with Chris Hemsworth. Do you see uh, that one? I missed that one. Yeah, I, I, keep, I didn't bother. Keep it real with Tommy Lee. He's great, but yeah, yeah I didn't bother. Right. I didn't bother. I love that Tim wants to get that little Habib guy, the Instagram right. dude. It's crazy that on his podcast. What do he say? Ten grand to get him on. And Joe would uh, promote yeah, it. Joe's like, have him on here, and you can just come here. Yeah, that would be dope. That guy is so fascinating, though. I don't know what it is about his Instagram. He was like, when Tim goes, "Oh no, he he he's more famous than me because he's fighting a monkey." I can't do that. (laughs) Like eighteen years old, that guy. Is he really? 
18. He's like the ti tiniest dude. Kill him again. Probably just got girls on deck. All right. Isn't he boxing somebody too? I hope that guy's small as well. Otherwise, that's going to be unfair. I imagine. I think that was what the deal was. I saw their like spar off thing, but it was almost like mm. awkwardy, interesting situation. Yeah. Well, I, I've seen that little guy punch some stuff, and uh, I don't know. Right. I don't know about how that fight's going to play Let's out. See how that unfolds. I wish him all the best. He's definitely surrounded by some tough guys, so maybe he can uh, pull something out. Yeah, maybe he can pull something out. It, it, best of luck to him. It's hard to know. Right. Hard to know. What is it? His whole name? Let me look him up real quick. Is Tim moving? I probably won't even be able to say it. Tim anyway. moving back to LA, right? To, yeah, he, so he wants a place out there, right. and uh, he's going to get a place out there, and I think also in Austin, but didn't he kind of say he hated Austin though as well? Yeah, I think he's not a huge fan. He has a bit of a love-hate thing. He, that's going to turn around though when uh, he start when those clubs open right. and he starts performing out there, no doubt. How, I mean, How far out do you think that is? It's hard to say. Like I wonder, I yeah. wonder what's holding back right now, just in firing it up. Uh, I don't know. It just takes time to set up. Right. You know, they're all busy. He's doing his Joe's doing his part. He's performing a lot, and getting the club right is going to take some time. There, there might even still be some certain type. Maybe they're planning on making it kind of airtight for another COVID shutdown. Right. You know, maybe they're specially designing it so that if that happens again, there's like testing on site, special spacing, open windows, like who knows? Smart. That sounds smart. Do that. It sounds it sounds like something Joe would do, right. like how he wants to set it up. Just I mean, be prepared. We're going to find out. It's going to be dope. I want to be one of the first down there to check it Absolutely. out. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's going to be the, the mecca of comedy in a lot of ways, and I would love to love to be there to see that opening of it it'd be a great podcast to do afterwards right yeah, sure. talk about it we will not that he needs publicity right. from us that wouldn't make any sense but yeah. yeah all right well that's a wrap for this week thanks as always guys for tuning in and putting up with us and uh looking forward to it next week thanks Gary. take good care guys peace out